It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 49 of season 2 and time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. Alan Young was a comedian best known for playing Wilbur, the owner of the famous horse Mr. Ed on the television show by the same name, and as Disney's Scrooge McDuck for over 30 years. But his show business career really started in the 1940s on radio when he appeared on the Philco Radio Hall of Fame. This led to his own show, The Alan Young Show, which ran from 1944 to 1953, with a couple of years in hiatus between runs on different radio networks. It received two Emmy Awards during its run. It started out as a sitcom, then it switched to a variety sketch comedy format, then back to a sitcom before its final year. And the show is also known for one of its regular characters, Hubert Updike III, played by Jim Bacchus, who later adapted the character for the role of Thurston Howell III when he starred in Gilligan's Island on TV. Now sit back and relax for the August 21st, 1945 broadcast of The Alan Young Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. <laughs> Here we go again, you bet you. Young, very deep in trouble. And as usual, we gotta dig him out. Listen to that young man who tries to be helpful and always needs help himself, Alan Young. Alan feels very important today. He, he's just been summoned for jury duty, and as a conscientious citizen, Alan is home reading up on the law. Ah, uh, yes, this law book is so wonderful. Here's a very interesting case. Smith sues Jones over the ownership of two rabbits. Case bitterly fought for weeks, and Jones finally wins custody of the 4,000 rabbits. Oh. Here's a case of a man arrested for having a wife in Florida, a wife in California, a wife in Chicago, and a wife in Canada. Court finally broke it up by taking away the man's bicycle. <laughs> I would have made a great law, you know. I can just see myself in the marble halls of the court. I'm wearing a black robe, see? I sit down on the marble bench, and I jump right up again. Should have worn pants under the robe. <laughs> oh, there I'm standing in front of the court. I've been pacing the floor all day, pleading, arguing. For 14 hours, I've been on my feet. Ah, uh, why don't you sit down and rest your case? <laughs> Little David, sit down and rest my case, eh? <laughs> oh, bless your little. <laughs> now, David, 
Boy, you're, you're talking to a man who's been selected by the state for jury duty. Mr. Young, if you know so much about the law, maybe you can help my father. He bought a suit with two pairs of pants, but all he got was the coat. Can he sue the tailor? Well, sure he can sue the tailor. He can sue him for a promise of breaches. <laughs> You already laid it. <laughs> Seriously, David, if you really want to know, I can look it up in my law book right here. No, oh, here it is. See page 46, section 2, paragraph 4. What does it say? This book stolen from the New York Public Library. <laughs> about the law. No, I could tell you the whole history of the law. You see, the first man had to fight tooth and claw for his rights. And laws were passed so he could live peacefully. Then he got married and went back to tooth and claws again. <laughs> so you see, as we lawyers say, quod erat demonstrandum. Or, to put it in English, e pluribus unum. <laughs> and that, David, proves that in my brain there's a big store of knowledge. The store is there, but the shelves are empty. <laughs> well, Mr. Young, I'll be running along. And as they say in Spanish, hasta mañana. Come <laughs> so on, kid. And as they say in Italian, don't squeeze the banana. <laughs> Questers with a Gershwin favorite. Do, do, do. Judge tells her to stop that. And the jury goes out, brings in the verdict. 
20 years for the judge? <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, my girlfriend, Betty. I bet she wants to talk about love and marriage, and I'm busy with my law books, you know. I'll have to let her in, I guess. Hello, Alan. Oh, hello, hello, Betty. <laughs> How are all the plaintiffs today? How's ipso? How's facto? <laughs> talking about? Oh, well, the, uh, whereas the state has subpoenaed me on a matter of jurisprudence, <laughs> and whereas I am sufficiently non-compass mentis, the state has declared that I am a habeas corpus. <laughs> in short, Betty, I'm going to be in court. Oh, Alan, I'm so proud of oh. you. People used to say you had a lot of nonsense in your head, but I knew it was just hot air. <laughs> Betty, would you mind moving your subject and predicate closer together? Let's forget all about law now, shall we? Mm-hmm. Alan. Yeah? We're all alone. <laughs> you mean the both of us? Yes. Alan, you know, I- I'd love to go to Niagara Falls someday. Gee, yeah. And... I don't want to go to Niagara Falls just to see the scenery. Oh, me either. I want to see how they make that shredded wheat. (laughs) Alan, I don't like the hint, but Dad and Mother want to come to my wedding. Oh, don't let them, Betty. They didn't invite you to theirs. Wonderful. When we're married, we'll, we'll have children around the house. Hmm? How many do you think we ought to have? Ooh, I think we ought to have three. One of each. <laughs> of course, if, if we could afford it, I'd like to have about 15. Oh, I'd like to have about 15, too. Betty, how are we going to get 30 kids in one house? <laughs> Saturday night, I'll take the pay envelope and open it and take out the money. Sometimes I'll let you open it, too. Oh, no, you open it, Daddy. After all, you went out to work for it. (laughs) Alan, sit closer. (laughs) Don't you notice something new about me? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that new perfume I'm wearing. Uh-huh. It's called Temptation. Doesn't it do something to you? Doesn't it tempt you? Oh, yeah. Boy, I'd sure love to get my arms around that bottle. <laughs> Alan, how can you be so indifferent? After all, it's a soft summer's day. There's a certain magic in the air. We're alone, and you're a man, and I'm a woman. Yeah. Comes out even, doesn't it? (laughs) Oh, you're exasperating. I'm going home where Hubert's waiting for me. Goodbye. Uh, Betty's a likable sort of chap. I wonder what case will be on trial tomorrow. I'll look in this paper and see what trials are coming up. Oh, this... 
This must be the one. Axe murderer goes on trial tomorrow. Fifteen victims found in his cellar. Police question victims but get nowhere as all are dead. See, this is it. I'm going to be a juror on the trial of that axe murderer. I better catch up with Betty and tell her all about it. with the country's number one song, Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe.
Well, Alan's on his way to his girlfriend Betty's house to tell her of his jury duty at the big axe murder trial tomorrow. Meanwhile, Betty's being polite to Alan's bitter rival, the snobbish multimillionaire Hubert Updike. Hubert, I must have time to think over your proposal. It's such a big step for me. How can you refuse me, Betty? I'm so deliciously masculine. <laughs> I'm just a great big apple dumpling. Hubert, the man I marry must be the fresh air outdoor type. I'm your man, Betty. My table at the store club is right near an open window. <laughs> Hubert, you want to marry me now because I'm young and pretty. But how will you feel when you see my first gray hair? My lawyer will let you know. <laughs> you know, it'd be so wonderful if you'd marry me this week, Betty. Right after I get rid of this horrible cold. You know. <laughs> it would coincide with Dodd's 30th wedding anniversary. Oh, Hubert. You mean your dad has been married 30 years? No, 30 times. <laughs> Betty, please marry me. Dad is getting such a lead on me. Why, Hubert Updike, you're planning to marry dozens of other girls. How dare you ask me to be your first wife? Well, Betty, I've got to establish a bridgehead for future operations. <laughs> marry me, Betty. Why, we could have the ceremony performed in court tomorrow. I have to be there anyhow. Are you going to that big axe murder trial? Wasn't it horrible of that man to kill 15 of his wives? Yes, poor chap probably couldn't afford to send them to Reno. <laughs> but that trial won't be held tomorrow. It's been postponed for my trial. Your trial? Well, what are they trying you for? I killed 15 chickens. <laughs> I was driving along in my station wagon. What? But... <laughs> <laughs> when I, I felt very drowsy. So I slowed down to 60 miles an hour and took a nap. The next thing, when I woke up, I woke up in a chicken coop completely surrounded by 15 dead hens. Oh, I bet the farmer was angry. Yes, but not half as angry as the rooster. <laughs> and now the farmer is suing me for damages. Well, why don't you replace the 15 chickens? I offered to do it, but the rooster wouldn't hear of it. Betty. Oh, hello, Hubert. How's your mother and father? Well, Peter has just divorced my 15th mate. Huh? He's now keeping company with three chorus girls. <laughs> Gee, Hubert. How do you keep track of your Peter's tomatoes? <laughs> Betty, I came over to tell you I'm going to be a juror in a big murder trial. My first day in court. I'm going to make my debris. <laughs> Day breathe. Now, you see, Betty, the man is a complete ignoramus. Well, I'm the man for you. I'm educated. I attended MIT, SCU, UCLA, and SMU. Ah, MIT, SCU, UCLA, SMU. Put them all together, what do you got? Mitch Kuka Kaiser. I am I am also an athlete. Why, I played football and got the C from Cornell. So what? I flunked Latin and got the H out of Harvard. <laughs> Alan, you can't compare yourself to me. You're a pauper. Your papa is a pauper. 
And your mama is a pauper. Oh, that was witty. Yeah, hi, because he's handsome and well-dread and polite and successful and intelligent. And I like Alan because he's... 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 Take your time, Betty. (laughs) You'll think of something. Well, this discussion has left me in a complete tizzy. (laughs) I think that I shall have to go into the next room and take a nap. Well... Go ahead, Hubert, and take your nap. Betty will sit here on my lap. Au revoir, you two. Make yourself comfortable, Hubert. Mm. Alan, don't be annoyed at Hubert. It's just that he knows more than you, and he's trying to give you some real homely philosophy. Well, he's got the face for it. Alan, let's leave Hubert's face out of this tonight. Why tonight? Looks like it was left out too long last night. Betty, I, I came over here to tell you that I'm on, I'm on the jury for that big trial tomorrow. Tomorrow? Well, that's Hubert's trial. Yeah, Hubert's got... Hubert's trial? You mean Hubert is the one who's responsible for those 15 bodies? Well, Hubert thinks it's 16, but he couldn't tell with all the cackling that was going on. Yeah. So he just threw them all in one big pile. Yeah. But Betty, Hubert is a criminal. His, his hands must still be stained. Oh, his hands are clean, but it took him three hours to get the feathers out of his hair. Just like that, Hubert. Didn't even give his victims a chance to take their hats off. I'm going right in the next room and wake him up. Oh, but Hubert's a very heavy sleeper. I know how to wake him. Where's little David's dart set? Here it is. I take this dart, adjust my bomb sight. I want to pinpoint the target. Ready, aim, Fire! Sometimes I wish your father had never whistled at your mother. Hubert <laughs> Updike, I just woke you up to tell you. You're not feeling good at me. <laughs> tell you, tomorrow your fate will be in my hands, you see. I'll give you a fair trial. But if you're guilty, I'll send you up the river. I'll put you behind bars. I'll put you on bread and water. I'll lash you. I'll thrash you. I'll... 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 Ooh, I'll give you such a pinch. Peter Van Steeden plays in the arrangement of an old favorite, Adele.
Dark is being sued for accidentally killing 15 chickens, while Alan, who's a member of the jury, thinks that Hubert is the ex-murderer of 15 women. The recess is over. Uh, the court is now in session. Judge Jones presiding. All right. Order in the court. Everybody in their seats. And will the defendant, Hubert Updike, stop passing out $20 bills to the jury? <laughs> hey, are you with a black dress? Mr. Young, for your information, I am the judge, and please show more respect for this long black gown. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Your slip is showing. <laughs> we will now hear further testimony from Mr. Updike. Your Honor, I admit everything. I didn't know what I was doing. All I know is when I woke up, I was surrounded by 15 bodies, all dead. How, how horrible. Mr. Updike, would you mind telling us, members of the jury, how old these victims were? I didn't stop to notice. They were just a bunch of old hens. <laughs> old hens? Do you realize that one of them might have been your mother? <laughs> now, one final thing, Hubert. Can you identify these victims? Well, not all of them, but I did notice that nine of them were Rhode Island Reds. Nine Rhode Island Reds. I see. Members of a women's softball team. <laughs> Must have been on their way to play the Canarsie Bloomer Girls. <laughs> now, Your Honor, the jury has heard enough. We wish to retire to the jury room and find out what you, Hubert Updike, were doing on the night of October 1st. But, Alan, October 1st... October 1st isn't here yet. A pretty weak alibi. <laughs> Members of the jury, follow me. Hep, two, three, four, hep, two, three. All right, all right. Members of the jury, we're, we're all gathered here to decide the fate of Hubert Updike. Let all 12 of us sit down. <laughs> Only 11 chairs. <laughs> uh, I'll take care of this. Give me that phone. I'll speak to the judge about this sort of thing. Can't have this. Uh, hello? Give me the... Oh, is that, that you the judge? Yeah. Well, look, Judge, there's only 11 chairs in this room. Yeah. I'm Alan Young, and I haven't got a thing to sit on. What? That's very funny. <laughs> well, members of the jury, we'll just forget about that and take a vote. All those who want you but I'd like to go free, say aye. Aye! All those who say he's guilty, say nay. Be close. <laughs> look, look, you people, you got to see this. Hubert Updike is guilty, understand? And nobody on this jury can make me change my mind. Not one of you. It's uh, fortunate we have you on the jury with us, Miss Scramour. Maybe you can uh, persuade this stubborn young man. I'll do my best. Hubert Updike is guilty. He's guilty. <laughs> Anybody can make me change my mind? I'll be a monkey's uncle. You understand? I'll be a monkey's uncle. Hello, Blondie. Excuse me, I gotta go pick fleas off my nephew. Oh, you're so irresistible. Your skin is so soft and your eyes are so blue. You're just like a little baby. Oh, <laughs> my little baby boy. 
I'm going to bounce you on my knee. Oh, <laughs> now, do you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't care. Go ahead. Pour talcum powder over me. <laughs> Kiss me. I'll be like putty in your hand. Oh, what could I do with a handful of putty? <laughs> I know what's going on here, see? All you people are on Hubert's side. I'm going out to that courtroom and give them my own verdict. Goodbye. <laughs> well, Mr. Foreman, have you reached a verdict? Yes, I have, Your Honor. I personally find the defendant, Hubert Updike, guilty of murder in the first degree, and I sentence him to life imprisonment. Oh, Mother, I've been ambushed. Mr. <laughs> Young, I'm afraid your verdict was just a little too severe. After all, the defendant didn't mean to drive his car into that chicken coop and kill all those chickens. Yeah, but after all, the guy... Chicken coop! <laughs> Cuba killed chickens? Mr. Young, it looks to me like you tried to railroad an innocent man to jail. That's a very serious offense. We're going to hold you for further questioning. Yeah, but I didn't mean to... Officer, take this man away. Let go of me. Wait, wait. I was just doing my duty. He can't do this to me. I thought he was a murderer. You can't put me behind bars. I'm too young to go. You can't take me away. You can. You can. You can. Bye now. Thanks, friends. We're a little late, so I just got time to say a whistle again next week at the same is the Armed Forces Radio Service. That was the episode Jury Duty from the Alan Young Show. I hope everyone is enjoying their summer so far and that everyone has gotten vaccinated. I've got one more shot to go. Looking forward to things finally getting back to semi-normal this summer. Also, if you're looking to adopt a dog, I hope you'll consider adopting a special needs pet. Dogs with hearing, vision, or limb impairments are usually the first ones to get euthanized, but the most in need of a loving home. And if you can't adopt, I hope you'll consider donating your money or your time to help special needs pets at your local animal shelter. Everyone have a great weekend, and thanks for listening. I'm Greg Fordyce, and remember... Do do caca poo poo. Sing for the game of hoppy pee.